Hey, father. How you doing? I'm doing well. So, what story are we doing this week? Okay. Back to wisdom. Got it. All right. Okay, call back later. <laughs> you guys, this week we are diving into a new book. I don't want to confuse you. Just trust me on it, okay? Let me drive. We're going to do the book of Proverbs, okay? Welcome to another episode of Bible Stories with me, Brianda. Brianda. And of course, joining me behind the wheel, she's trying to brush her mane, <laughs> La Clara NYC. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> you guys should have seen Clara scurrying to- I wasn't ready. I was like- <laughs> To move all six feet of your hair to the front. That was hilarious. Um, well, I mean, you know, at the top, let's talk about the looks. Let's talk about the day. Let's just do it. Yes. Uh, Okay, so it's looks. Uh, by the way, all my outfit details will be on my Instagram. I'm going to just start doing that because I get people asking me where my dresses are from, where my accessories are from, and like, why not sure. you know, try and bottleneck people into other platforms like those famous TikTokers do? So all my outfit details will be on my Instagram, and I look like an 80s or 90s Hot bombshell. Uh, but uh, would you say I have bangs, uh, some clip-on bangs. I was going for uh, Posh Spice meets Streetwalker meets Government Hooker meets Glamazon meets 60s Flair. Oh, oh, me. Look at little me. Wow, my bump it. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm wearing a lot of hair. Anywho, that's the outfit. I did my, I cut my, eye, I cut crease for my makeup, beauty babes. Wow, we've lost all, all male listeners, all 21 of you. We've lost you all. <laughs> we got a new episode today. Um, we're going to keep the intro brief because, uh, you know what? I, it's that time of the month for me and I don't know, I'm itching to go cuddle my cat. I'll be honest with you guys. Uh, we had a couple weeks there where I was riding on a high. I'm checking my mood today, and the mood uh, the mood is uh, lukey, warmy. It's not it's the opposite to what you look like, because you look bomb. But yeah, your mood is like kind of down. Today. Yeah, no, I don't feel because you know I'm bleeding on this couch, and I don't feel as glamorous as I look. Uh, but I do want to uh, just some some like house announcements, some pod announcements. I'm we're gonna be getting guests on the show. I've already reached out to about like a dozen people. Wow. I want to start doing like maybe one guest episode a month, one, as mm -hmm. I'm not going to be doing this. It's That's another job. And until we get a producer on, I'm not, you guys, I have manned my own show before. Guests are hard. Um, but the question is for the Bible babes, please give me more suggestions. I've reached out to a couple of the people that you guys suggested on Instagram. If you guys missed that post, please uh, DM me or comment below on the YouTube or Leave us a Apple rate and review with your guest suggestion. I've already reached out to uh, um, uh, Becca from the Chatty Broads podcast. I know a couple of you guys said her. I want to get Wayno, who records here really badly. I'm going to see if Wheezy or Alex can can connect that. Uh, who there was someone else on TikTok that I reached out to. My girl Shay Love on TikTok. She said she would be down to come on anytime. Uh, but yeah, if you guys have any like. Pop and pastors. Uh, we want to talk to believers, non-believers. We want to talk to people of other religions, even uh, uh, anyone with a really interesting story. I reached out to this TikTok influencer who is a quadriplegic, who I really want to bring on the show. Uh, yeah, so I just want to hear great stories. Clara, I was telling you last week. I think my bag. I mean, I love storytelling. I think storytelling is my bag. I'm I'm trying to get better, right? Uh, or trying to refine myself to be like you know, one of the great storytellers of all time. I think you are already good. Not and There's close, always room for improvement, so I understand. Right. Uh, but I feel like my bag bag is conversation. Mm. So yeah, I, you are good. the people haven't even really seen, I mean, conversations with you is different. You're my friend. But like, but still, I like think, there was a time where I wasn't that close to you. That's true. And it still was easy to talk to you. Like yeah. my first episode here, we weren't even that close. Yeah. It, it felt very comfortable talking to you at any point in I mean, I, I, I don't know what it is. And you know, when P, you know, I don't know what book I read this from, but, but there's that thing that says, uh, or someone has said, if someone or if a group of people from different walks of your life tell you the same thing, 
chances are that it's just tr objectively true. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm 28 years old. I'm going to regret saying my age later in, <laughs> later in life. <laughs> but whatever, I'm 20 years old. I'm getting older. And like, I now have enough, like enough people have told me in my life, do you like what you're great conversation, conversation, whatever. Anyways, point of that story is, or point of that tangy is that I'm really looking forward to bringing guests on. Uh, cause it's like another, another, another one of, uh, another one of my loves, I think. I think it'd be dope. I know. See different I know. Approaches and like. Um, yeah. And I mean, I guess a high tangy, not high tangy. We're going to get to the story. We promise. But I was thinking the other day too, I think maybe it's because, you know, during that time of the month, you just get kind of your hormonal, you get kind of low, especially with like my other thing. I don't know. I just get low. Ugh. Uh, and I was thinking, gosh, I literally, I denied an audition this week because I didn't want to do it. I just didn't want to. Well, if and you I didn't also, need it like that, and it's part of sanity too. Just no, I think it's more than that. It's I had to finish scripting next week's episode. I like try and write them ahead of time so that I don't blow my brains out. Hmm. Uh, but I just had to finish scripting and I wasn't really rushed. I don't know. I feel like I'm entering a time and you know, I'm writing that script. Uh, uh, we're developing a show. It's a long, well, we can't, I can't talk about it yet, but just, I think that things are changing now. I have different priorities now for so many years, for 10 years, that same industry wouldn't let me in. Now I'm doing, I'm building this myself. Like I'm trying to get in my own way mm -hmm. and I'm going to say no. Yeah, sometimes. That's like that's a very healthy way of managing your mental health inputs. Whatever Yeah. Like cause you like if you don't unless you needed the money then it's different. Need the but, money, need the money. I don't book. What money would it have been other no, than like, like that's mental. like if you clearly are not in need for anything that comes out right now. So If you, like, unless you needed the money, which would be a different scenario, it would be very irresponsible of you to decline it, but... Well, no, I, I definitely do need the money. Like, why would yes, I... Yes, free, but it's not, like, it's not like you cannot afford a friend, no. you can't eat, because, you know, like, if you were in that situation, you could not afford to say no to no, no, no. anything. So, since you're not in that situation, you know, I think it's actually wise of you, because sometimes you have to say no. It's healthy to say no. Yeah, and, and it also kind of just feels like I left an abusive relationship, like with first, the, with acting. Like acting was, I, 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 I was, y'all, y'all. I gotta bring this to the Patreon or something because someone's bored of this. But if, for those who want to hear about this, I feel like I was in an abusive relationship with my last like dream, and it, it, I, every time I would get a no. It would almost be like so heartbreaking. I became addicted to like that kind of heartbreak. Oh, I told you, I think I've told you before. I don't even know how you deal with this. I could never, like the amount of rejection you have to be able to handle and just like brush it off and keep going with your life. Yeah. That has to pay a toll on you at some point. And it's not you because you get like, like every actor or actress has to deal with a lot of rejection. And that's like, you have to have this something toughness to deal with I it. think it all right no no it most definitely the damage is done <laughs> the brain is sprained the soul is sprained no the damage is most definitely done and I see it in other works of mine like mm. uh what I'm wearing rhinestone fishnet gloves and clip on bangs like I now need to like be a star in other ways or something I mean I have to live this that's how like that's how much it with me you know what I mean bleep that Stop. but like yeah no the damage is done and uh yeah yeah anywho you guys <laughs> let's let's help Brianda here let's help her out let's make her dreams come true yeah let's please 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 help me make my dreams come true tell your friends about the show I'm done I'm done being at the bottom anyways let's dive in to this week's story as you can tell by the title of this week's episode we are gonna do our third wisdom book of the Bible. But before we dive into Proverbs, I wanted to tell you guys briefly why we took a pause from the story of First Kings, because you probably are confused or, you know, we left us off on a cliffhanger last week and it's intentional. 
right? So like I said on episode one or two of Bible Stories, I want to try and make every episode according to the chronological order in which it was written. I know sometimes I'll be, I won't be—I will be able to do that, uh, but I can do it now. And during 1 Kings was the time of Solomon's reign and the time where he was writing a lot of his uh poetry books, his wisdom books. You know, we had we just went over Song of Solomon last week. We've got uh we 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 briefly discussed Psalms, majority written by his father David, etc. They're always written in between uh these other major arc books. And that may be confusing for you guys right now, but I'm trying to make it easier for babes in the faith, right? Because at the end of the day, Bible stories is for is catered towards babes in the faith. Uh, because this is how I learned and this is how I, I started, right? And I would love to help others start, or at least if you're curious, find a, a good place where people don't judge you and we can talk about Christ. We're going to take a pause in first Kings. Okay. If you want to check back in on first, um, like what happens later with Solomon and, you know, God becoming upset with him because he started praying to other gods and he married 700 women and had 300 concubines. That's 1000 women total. Come back to next week's episode because I'll be able to kind of tie a bow around that. So we know that Solomon was the wisest king there ever was, the wisest in all the land. He was flawed because we all are flawed, but he was the wisest. There are a total of five wisdom books in the Bible. We've got the book of Job, which we already did. We've got Psalms. We've got Proverbs. We've got Song of Solomon, Ecclesiastes. And if you're uh, Catholic, I know that they have, you know, obviously added books in their canonical Bible. And they have the Book of Wisdom. And they also have the Sekish, I think it's called Sekish or something. I. Sorry, guys, if I butchered that word, please let me know. Um, but they have added wisdom books. When it comes to these wisdom literature books, it's important to know that they're not law books. They're not God's commandments. They are simply books written by people, historical people, who were really good with their pen, okay? Like, they had good pen game. They were, you know, they had a lot of time on their hands to think, and they spent a lot of time meditating and praying and it's insight into their spiritual journey. Okay, Capiche? You may feel triggered. You may feel like, why would God say, ha ha, catch yourself. It's not God's message. It's God's message being like interpreted through someone else. Still very valuable. There's, I mean, if you ask any Bible reading, God-fearing Christian, Proverbs has done a lot for people. Psalms have done a lot for people. So they're still valuable. But it's just for you guys to know before we really dive into Proverbs, these are literature books. Got it? So don't take it personal. Don't, Clara, don't take anything that I say in this episode personally. All right? These are not God's promises. This is not God prophesying. I don't know how many times I have to say, just don't take it personal, guys. <laughs> and don't come for me. All right? So Proverbs tells us that, you know, if we are good people and live by God's law and have faith in him, we will be happy. We will be fulfilled. We will be dandy. It's a very optimistic look uh, 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 or a little, uh, an optimistic perspective on living righteously, living a blameless life. However, we know that that's not how life works. Right, guys? That's why, you know, books like the book of Job exists or Ecclesiastes exists because they discuss the exceptions to the rule. I think the origin of Proverbs is like a general rule, like a general rule of thumb, right? But they, in this book, they don't really discuss the exceptions like they do in Job and in Ecclesiastes. Like, I'm sorry, but a lot of really blameless, righteous people suffer and, um, uh, experience a lot of misfortune and tragedy. And on the flip side, a lot of horrible people, deplorable people experience abundance and prosperity and success. That's not fair, but life isn't fair. 
Wow, you can tell I'm you can tell I'm angsty today. <laughs> wow, no, well, let's see what you're we do. You're just picking truth. I agree with you. 100%. Yeah, well, that's so essentially that's what it is. But the, Proverbs is great because it's a little more optimistic. I like to think of Proverbs and Ecclesiastes. They were both written by Solomon, uh, opposites of like the same coin. Except mm-hmm. Ecclesiastes is way darker. I think the first line of Ecclesiastes is "Life is meaningless." <laughs> like hevel, hevel, hevel. <laughs> It's so great, though. It's one of my favorite books. (laughs) Oh, I think that says more about me. Anyways, while we talk about these poems, while we talk about Proverbs, do me a favor, okay? Don't fight with me. Allow God to speak through the stories. Where is God in the story? Where is he here? If you find yourself getting upset by something that I'm saying, pause the podcast, grab your snacks, grab some water, and ask yourself why you're mad. Does it remind you of something your mom said to you last week? Does it remind you of something that your boyfriend always nags you about? Does it remind you of something that you nag yourself? Why does it bother you? And what is God trying to tell you through the story? Got it? Okay. Okay, I'm done with my attitude problem, okay? (laughs) I'm hormonal today. And for those of you guys who may still be confused, like, what are we about to get into? I find that the Bible Project on YouTube has a great summation of the book of Proverbs. I'll leave a link in the description of this episode. Please go watch it. It's only eight minutes long. YouTube Bible Project Proverbs. And it sums up essentially what I've just said. If you wanted to pause the podcast and watch that and then come back. All right. Vamos a continuar. Okay. Chapter one of the book of Proverbs. Uh, There are 31 chapters total, by the way. And of course, I don't have time to dissect every single verse that I would like to dissect, but I will do my best and I will try and pick out the ones that are the most confusing, the ones that uh, are my favorites and the ones that I hate. (laughs) The ones that every single time I read, I want to, you know, just get in the fetal position and cry. That's what we're going to discuss today. Those are going to be fun. I mean, no, I, I cry in a good way. Like you can get a lot out of these things. Like, why do I hate these? Why Why do I hate these verses? Why do I think they're controversial? Okay. Like, because I'm sh- I'm assuming when the Bible bait goes to read it, they're probably, maybe, they may think the same thing. Like, what is Solomon even talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what do you, what, what, boy, if you don't, you know? So that's what we're going to discuss today. So chapter one, uh, we start off with uh, this father giving his young son advice. And the first thing that he says is, look, son, there is nothing more important in this life than obviously a fearing God, following the commandments, etc. But he really said that what's really important is to make sure that you're malleable, you're adaptable, and that you're always willing to change. Okay, let's hop into some scripture for some context. Uh, we've got, uh, Proverbs chapter one, verses one, two, seven. I may skip around the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, King of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance to understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise of the riddles. The fear of the God is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So this is a good moment for me to just pause here a lot of these verses are going to discuss three types of characters. And I want to shout out a podcast called The Bible Recap that kind of highlighted this for me, and I thought it was genius. So I wanted to share it with you guys. Uh, Tara Lee Cobble is the one who wrote it, though. You know, all credit, credit where credit is due. Uh, sh- there are three types of characters when, uh, when these proverbs are being said. There's... Uh, uh, there's the fool, which we just referenced here. There's the the simple man. And then there's the righteous man. The righteous man is the one who fears God, follows the commandments, and uh, always goes back to the, the Proverbs. You know, like they, they follow the rules. The fool is someone who believes that 
they by their own understanding and devices can handle everything. They are their own God. That's the fool. And then the simple man is someone who doesn't feel any one way about it. Kind of a man in the middle. Like they don't have a clear understanding of who God is and they're kind of like indifferent. That's the simple man. Okay? Pin in that. Are Uh, they they comparable to like the one that's following God, the one that is an atheist, and the one that's like... um, are you told that people are... Agnostic? Yeah, agnostic. No, 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 because you can be a fool and be Christian. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you could, yeah, I would say that, like, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. It's that, that's far too, um, of course, your brain, you're thinking about it. How do I, I think it's more nuanced than that. It's more complicado mm. than that. If that's where your brain goes, though, take it. Take wherever wherever yeah. the story tells you. You know. Oh, thanks, man. I don't feel it at all. Oh, it doesn't matter what I feel. Stop right? thinking that you don't feel it because you look bomb. Damn, man, that's all a facade. I feel really, really shitty right now. Okay, I'm gonna fake it though. I'm gonna fake it though. Moving right along, the father also describes to the young son that wisdom is like a woman. In the story, you also hear them use like uh, uh, feminine pronouns to describe wisdom. It's really, it's really neat. Uh, but they also use the uh, the same kind of idea in an adulteress. So I think at around like chapter three or four, the father uses the adulteress and wisdom at the same time, and how they both scream. It's so cool. I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, here, the father also explains that um, both the fool. And the simple man end up in the same place, and that is spiritual destruction. Uh, and w- w- let's dive into scripture for a little bit more context on that. Proverbs chapter 1, verses 27 to 33. When terror strikes you like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then they will call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but will not find me because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. Would have none of my counsel and despised all my reproof. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their way and have their fill of their own devices. For the simple are killed by their turning away and the complacency of fools destroys them. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. So that's what I was saying. That's in essence, the fool and the simple man end in the same place. Because you may think that, oh, the fool is the one that gets all, it's like, no, 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 no. You want to know what's punishable as sin, just as punishable, is um, being complacent to sin or like closing your eyes to something. Even if you don't know, it doesn't matter. Remember we said it the other uh, Mm. episodes ago that even if you're in a foreign country and you don't know the speed limit, you're still going to get pulled over by going over the speed limit, Mm. right? Um, In chapter two, Father says that the gift of wisdom is something that we have to pursue, not just idly, you know, not just wait for something to happen. You have to actively pursue it. Does that understand? There's like that expression that an idle mind is the devil's playground kind of kind of situation. That that's a more secular way to view that. Or maybe they mean different things, but that's what I thought when when I was reading chapter 2. Mm-hmm. And uh another verse that I want to dissect, which by the way guys, it's going to be a bunch of dissecting poetry here essentially, okay? I hope you like it. If you don't like it, let me know. Okay? At least it look cute. Okay, go to the YouTube channel. By the way, go to the YouTube channel, subscribe, because I know that a lot of you are not subscribing because I can see those analytics. <laughs> Moving right along. So I wanted to also talk about when uh, the father tells his son, when you walk in the Lord's commandments, they add peace into your life. Okay, we're going to go to Proverbs chapter 2, verses 6 to 10. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Knowledge and understanding, guys. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice and watching over the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity, every good path. For wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. I got to say that last two, those last two lines again, because they're a bar. 
okay? For wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Oh, oh my gosh. You guys, what it's saying is this isn't like a formula. It'll never be like a formula, Clara. Like it isn't like whatever. I, I, no one, no, not one pastor, not one clown on the internet, not anyone can give you one kind of formula to understand wisdom or to receive wisdom. It's something that it's, 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 it's applied learning. It's something that you do. It's something that you become. It's something you stand for. It becomes your morals. You know what I mean? It becomes, it becomes a part of you because it brings you peace. You'll never let go of it. If you felt peace, peace of mind, come on, you want more of that, you know? So that, that, that's essentially what the father was telling his young son in that, you know, for wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Oof, that's a deep one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if my mom told me that at 10 years old, I'd be like, woman, are you high? <laughs> like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Uh, high tangy, not high tangy. Children know. Children are wise. Children know. Don't sleep on children. Mm. All right, guys? That's another thing that Proverbs talks about, training children and how important it is to train them young. You know, that, it, that it, we'd make it easier for them later if we establish that foundation to begin with. If you are interested in your child, if you get to know your child, not just try and parent them, you know, it's a, it's a symbiotic thing. The child teaches you just as much as you teach the child. And you'll find in chapter seven, the father begins to kind of change his tone a bit with his son. Remember when I said that he described wisdom as a woman? He also described uh, an adulteress in, in uh, chapter seven. And this adulteress was someone who was going to leave it, lead him astray. You know, she represented uh, our, um, our ego, our fear, our pride, uh, things that are not holy. Um, and he, he puts out a warning towards his son and he like mentions death a lot, like to the point where I'm like, okay, dad, uh, relax. I get it. He kept being like, and if you don't, death will be upon you. Like you get it. Um, but if we see, if we find in Proverbs chapter seven, verses two to five, the father says, keep my teaching as the apple of your eye, bind them on your fingers, write them on the tablet of your heart. Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and call insight your intimate friend, to keep you from the forbidden woman, from the adulteress with her smooth words. Ooh! Okay, I get it though. And then they also, oh, this is so cool because the father also says that, and be wary, be wary. Both women you will find screaming, they scream. Both of them do, but they scream and say different things. Mm. You have to be fine-tuned to what they're saying and who it's coming from. That is what knowledge, understanding, and wisdom is. Oh, do you understand the metaphor here? Is anyone smoking right now? Because this would be a great time to start. <laughs> Kidding, that's a joke. Censor that, Clara. Censor that. I'm a God-fearing Christian woman. I don't do any of that stuff. <sighs> <laughs> Anyways, I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to do this because I'm my 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 mood is lightening up. I think it's the word of God. It's the Holy Spirit, legit. So, back to the woman and the adulteress. This is what the woman says. So, the woman gives a call out and she basically in the story that the father is telling his son, the woman screams out the things that she likes and the things that she doesn't like. Like a good woman should. She knows what she wants. I know that's right. So Proverbs chapter 8, verses 4 to 11. I may skip around. To you, O men, I call, and my cry is to the children of man. O simple ones, learn prudence. O fools, learn sense. Hear, for I will speak noble things, and from my lips will come what is right. For my mouth will utter truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are righteous. There is nothing twisted or crooked in them. 
They are all straight to him who understands and right to those who find knowledge. Ooh, that's good. Take my instruction instead of silver and knowledge rather than choice of gold. For wisdom is better than jewels and all that you may desire cannot compare with her. Ooh, that's nice. That's nice. Feel, do you feel that? Like, I'm pretty sure Bob Marley copped that. He has, a, he has a quote that's like something about um, something, something, selling your soul is don't sell your soul for silver or gold or some crap. You guys, let me know in the comments what that, what that quote is. But the main difference between the adulteress that the father describes and the wisdom woman is that all the adulteress does is take from you, strips you of your essence. But the wisdom woman gives you. She only has things to offer you. Um, I remember a question that Alex asked me in the room. Remember when he asked me if I was crazy by hearing the sounds of like, well, how do you know that it's God? How do you yeah. know? And I just remember that my the intuitive response was, when you feel confirmation, you know. You said that. You yeah. Said that you were like in a good place. It's peace, home, understanding, like confirmation. How do we know when we like people? And not to compare God to a person, I would never insult God like that. But how do we know when we like someone? When we mm. know, oh my God, I really rock with you. Mm. They provide you with confirmation adentro. Like mm. something adentro me está diciendo que tú eres buena gente. Mm. Something inside me is say, we're going to have to translate that for the non-Spanish speakers. <laughs> uh, for those watching the YouTube, you'll get the translation. Um, but that, that's, that's what it is. It's a confirmation. And the wisdom woman is in the story is telling the son that it's something you know. It's undeniable. Once it hits you, once that call happens, once you hear wisdom cry, you know it. Back to the book of Proverbs. So I also wanted to break away from the story of the father and the son because we dive into the next chunk of Proverbs, which is just Solomon doing his thing. And that takes up like, I mean, chapters nine to like 15 is just Solomon basically saying a speech And he's writing it as Solomon almost. Like Proverbs chapter 11, verse 20. Those of crooked heart are an abomination to the Lord. And that's just a simple one I just pulled, like I plucked. But um, here we can see that uh, Solomon is no longer using uh, like a stage name or a stage story behind. It's just he's letting you know what I've learned. You know, those of a crooked heart are an abomination to the Lord. He's being real, real like uh, um, concise, you know. And, and I, I kind of I kind of like that, you know, because I'm not a child, right? Stop speaking to me in riddles. <laughs> Anywho, so chapter 13 is kind of annoying, though. Remember when I said that some, some, some scripture would annoy me? Well, this is one of them because let me tell you something. When I'm in a bad mood and I'm reading Proverbs and I run past chapter 13, I get mad because it's a little too optimistic for my liking, okay? Proverbs chapter 13, verses 9 to 12. The light of the righteous rejoices, but the lamp of the wicked will be put out. By insolence comes nothing but strife, but with those who take advice is wisdom. Wealth gained hastily will dwindle, but whoever gathers little by little will increase it. Will increase it. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Oh, I don't hate that that much. Um, you want to know why I don't hate it that much? Yeah. Because I know that Solomon's writing this, and we know that Solomon was the richest man ever mm -hmm. at this time. This man didn't know what needing anything was. Like, let's just try and like really dissect this. He's saying the richest. Here's the richest man saying this: wealth gained hastily will dwindle, but whoever gathers little by little will increase it. Hope deferred makes the heart sick but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. I guess I was a little annoyed because I've only been poor my whole life. So it's like, wow, yeah, it would take a, a rich person to say that. Like, no, when you struggle, it would be nice not to struggle anymore. But you guys understand what, he, what he's but saying But it is there. true though. You know that the, the um, recompensa, mm -hmm. like the, the um, uh, um, comp like, um, compensation, compensation yeah. yeah, it's, it's higher. Like the feeling it's, it's more satisfying when you have worked for something than when it's just granted. Yeah. And it's no, 
you guys, it's not a coincidence that all these, a bunch of rich, uh, uh, successful people, when you hear them talking on interviews and stuff, or when you hear them um, do TED Talks, when you see them t speaking to schools, they that's what they say. They all say the same thing. They literally say that, like, it, it's it's not all it's cracked out to be. It, it, money, success, fame, whatever it is, it, that it doesn't really matter. If you're unhappy before the money, you're going to be unhappy with the money. So you might as well learn to be happy without it. Mm -hmm. You know? So, yeah, I guess, I guess, you know, that's what the Bible does. I said at the beginning, it pissed me off. Now it doesn't. Every time you read it, it depends on what you're, what, what you allow God to do to you. Just be open to change. Don't be any one way. And that you just literally in real time witnessed it happen, you know? And Proverbs 16 through 18 also made me a little upset. Um, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. <laughs> uh, but no, no, no. I know that this isn't going to change because <laughs> I have a potty mouth. I am from Boston, Massachusetts, and I grew up saying swear words, saying inappropriate things. I'm crass. I just thoroughly described my menstruation cycle. Like, you know what I mean? I try and be a lady. I'm trying to be a Proverbs 31 woman, guys. <laughs> uh, my Christians know what that is. Uh, but it's it's hard when you've been in the world for so long. And uh, I, for those that are offended by my saying the, the world, I apologize. It's just what I... Forget the words, okay, guys? Don't be offended by what I'm saying. It's not that important, all right? Go outside. Go for a run. Roll in the grass. Who would be offended by you saying the world? No, the no, no. World? Because some there are some deconstructing Christians or Christians that left the church that were traumatized by the church in phrases like "of the world" or traumatizing to them. I'm just trying to be. Yeah, but I don't understand. Like I'm an atheist, and the world is a thing for me. No, 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 no. But it's not. It's it's not. It's different. The world biblically is. Uh, oh would be like you it would be people of the world worldly things people that uh, um hunger for things of the world people that um uh, go against god's commandments and don't care uh because they cater to the world mm. things that are of the flesh that's me right that's what i'm saying but you don't care about it but people that are deconstructing christians would They, some, not all, not all, but some are traumatized or by certain trigger words. Like also saved. They don't like the term saved because it indicates that those that aren't are not going to be saved. Yeah, but saved, I understand, because it has like a, a connotation to religion. But uh, the world, like it's like como la el mundo, no? Like you've been out here in the world. Um, I'm going to explain it a little more later for you. Yeah. But uh, if you know, you know. You know what I'm saying? But I, I understand what you're saying, but I'll explain it to you in a little bit. So... Uh, uh, the reason why I bring this up is because I swear a lot. In short, I'm from Boston. I swear a lot. And the next couple verses in Proverbs really came for my life. They came for my neck. They attacked me. They said, woman, clean up your act. That's what it says to me, right? So let's dive into scripture, chapter 16, verses 21 and 24. Uh, it reads, the wise of heart is called discerning. And sweetness of speech increases persuasiveness. Verse 24. Gracious words are like honeycomb. Sweetness to the soul and health to the body. And you know what? It, God, I guess it is. It changed again. It, I, I, I was wow. in a really bad mood writing this, I guess. Because it, it, I do want to speak. I do want to like sharpen my pen. And unfortunately, sometimes... Hi, Tangy, not hi, Tangy. You know... In 2019, I went a year. I tried to go a year without swearing. I called it No Dick 2019 and also No Swearing 2019. And I couldn't finish this No Swearing because I always fall for that for whatever reason. It's by habit, you know? But I realized that the only time I swear is when a joke's not landing or when I need to buy more time and when mm -hmm. I'm being lazy. Not my, I've been really monitoring my swearing recently. Like I try not to. And when I do, I try to replace the words. Sometimes I let them slip and I, I, you know, I'm trying my best here, but I've found that it's making me a sharper communicator by remove, by like removing the swear words. Mm. So again, there's a nugget there. And you could also take that as something on gracious words are like honeycomb. Speak graciousness. No se chismosa. Chismosa in Spanish is someone who gossips mm. and talks about other people. And they do it 
with frequency, uh, or they do it frequently, um, constantly talking about the, the, the businesses of other people and stuff. It could apply to other things. What we say with our tongues says more about us than we think. Oh, 100%. And also, like, people that just talk about other people, like, just not talk about, but gossip about oh, yeah. other people, they're exhausting. No one wants to hang around with someone that keeps about other people. Like, say something positive or just... Oh, it's Don't exhausting. And it also says a lot more. Again, I keep saying the same. It's like we're, it's like a broken record, but a lot of the Bible is that repetition. Because why aren't you revealing more about yourself in an honest and genuine way? What kind of, what's, what are you mm. experiencing? You know, why, why do you, why do you rely on the stories and information of other people and not your own? Mm. What business do you have of that that you're not applying to yourself? What's going on in That's you? Deep. You know? Yeah. Um, and uh, the, the, I, I loved these verses because they describe to me what a lot of people hate about the church. And it's so funny because Solomon brings it up. I'm sure at this time, Solomon also was mad at some things happening at the church. They started veering away from the word of God and they started, you know, um, focusing on the gold and they started focusing on the, the priests more than the book, the priests and the people more than God, right? And I, th these verses I liked. Um, I mean, I love them all. You know what I'm saying? I'm just being dramatic here. But uh, Proverbs chapter 18, verse uh, uh, 21. And I also want to pick up uh, Proverbs chapter 19, verse 3. I'll say them back to back. Uh, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Now to chapter 19, verse 3. When a man's folly brings his way to ruin... His heart rages against the Lord. Do you understand what I mean by the church hurt, what I was describing? You know, when a man's folly brings his way to ruin, his heart rages against the Lord. Wow. Oftentimes when people hate or, or when people grow resentment towards pastors or priests in a whatever organized religion, whatever the church may say or something, and they find something that they say doesn't sit well with them or or whatever have you, they may feel that that was God, but it was not. Like, don't let the tongue of another man fool you into thinking that message came from God. Only messages from God come from God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a tough one, though. And I know you're putting the mood for difficult questions No, give today, me. Hit me. But that's a tough one, because when you... When a, a person of faith goes to church and, and is looking for clarity or, or, or learning more about the word of God, it's a human being that is speaking to mm -hmm. them. So it's a tough one to, just because something doesn't sit well with you or it, it affects right. you somehow, distinguish whether, oh, this comes from a human. And that's like, where I like I find a little bit of like a duality. I'll tell you what it is. The confirmation would be found in the presence of God because being uncomfortable is not the same as a man's folly as what is said in the in the text. When a man's folly brings his way to ruin, his heart rages against the Lord. But don't get me wrong, pastors, preachers, Biblical uh, teachers, they're very important. And they're just, people speaking the gospel is just, is, is equally as important as reading and receiving them and prayer. It's all, it all works in tandem together. They all work together. But when a pastor, preacher, priest says something that makes you closer to God, despite your comfort, I'm not talking about what makes you comfortable. But if, you're, if it brings you closer to God, we're in business. If you find that it doesn't, we're not in business. They're misusing their words. Do you so, understand what I'm saying? Yes. So now another question raises. Mm -hmm. and, oh, Go. Got it. But would you say that um, people that have fallen off the church or fallen off religion is because they didn't have the appropriate experiences, like pastors or, or priests that were able to communicate good enough with them? I think it's a combination of things. I think it's a combination of that. I think it also is a combination of who you spend your time around. Like, 
Listen, if you catch someone in the right window to fall, in the right window to deconstruct from their faith, they're going to deconstruct. If, and that's why it's so important what we say. And that's why I try and be like really careful with what I say too with this. Like I know I'm all jokes and fun or whatever, but I do feel a little bit of shame and guilt in my inside. And I, that's something that I have to deal with. But that's why it's so important when you're talking about the word of God, what you say matters. Let's just say the person that was listening to that right now has a group of friends that are not Christian. So they're already talking to them in very um, uh, doubting ways, which by the way, the father tells the son that too. And the, later on, a mother talks to her son about people that you keep around, the company that you keep. I think it's a combination of things. Another thing, if you're someone who is um, uh, in, a, in, a, in a season of life that, if you're in a state of suffering, that's really important too, because that state of suffering can either bring you closer to God or further away. I know a lot of people that have fallen off the church have had like some sort of um, unpleasant interaction with like priests or or. Yeah, cool. and, I, yeah. and I, it's in a combination of so. things because I think it would be kind of uh, cheap and lazy to say that it's all them. I mm -hmm. think it's also at home what you're doing. You weren't reading your book. Your prayers were falling off. I think it's a combination of things. I think taking accountability for your own life holds more power than we think. I've realized that in therapy. Like sometimes it, it's a combination of things and that that makes me feel less depressed. <laughs> it's a lot harder to realize that. But when you take accountability for your own stuff, there's some power in that. That's yeah. where the real change start happens, starts to happen in you. Sure. You know? So pick up your Bible. Uh, my, I would not have found my Christ if it weren't for my own personal, individual, isolated studies in moments with our father. It, and I have to be honest with you. It, 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 for me personally, it did not come from pastors. In fact, hi, Tangie, not hi, Tangie. My mom is a Seventh-day Adventist, and she was telling me this story. Uh, she, she had to, her congregation had to talk to her. I am my mom's child because my mom wears her, her mom, my mom wears her emotions on her face. And they told her that when pastors are speaking, sometimes my mom will make such like a nasty face. Like, yeah, okay. Like, and then they had to send her like an email being like, Monina, could you please like when the when they're speaking, could you just make a neutral face? And she she was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but anyhow, what I'm saying is like I I if it weren't for prayer and my own personal relationship with God and my own desire to want to like learn more, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have been hooked. So maybe and that that doesn't look the same for everybody, you know, different sizes, different. It's not a one size fits all for everybody, mm -hmm. but um. I, I, I still say nothing is more important than the text and your devotional hours, your, your personal devotion. One thing to believe. Yep. You got to want it. You got to want it. And you got to want it, want it every day. Like, like going to the gym, like you're going to fall off sometimes. It's your job to get back on. You're going to fall off. I fall off. Hello, hello, center here. Uh, what I said before. And like, it's about how I come back on. Incremental progresses are being progresses. Incremental progress is being made, and it, so long as incremental progress is being made, much like the father said, like little by little, or no, Solomon had said, little by little. That's how. Um, what, what did Solomon say? You know what I was saying. You know what he said back then. What did he say? Yeah, I did say something like that. Yeah. yeah like well, what he was saying was, it's little by little. That's when you really gain like everything. Wow, you can. Wow, these proverbs you can really apply to different things in your life. That's why they're so cool, man. Every single time you read it, you get something else. I feel like it's pure wisdom, though. When big, like short sentences like that, you can apply in so many other things and so many different things in life, and and. It all fits, right? Like, that's wisdom. Yeah. Oh, whoa, ooh. Well, wisdom is God for me, but yeah. Like, I, 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 they're directly connected. It comes from God. Yeah, but it's like uh, uh, the approach comes from wisdom. You know? like, and that comes from God. <laughs> we could go on for hours, Carry babe. On. <laughs> we could go on for hours because I'm ready to fight. <laughs> Carry Anyways, on. Anyways, chapters 22 and chapters... 
24 of the book of Proverbs talk about a bunch of different topics. Talks about who you keep around, the company you keep, which we were just discussing. It talks again about wealth. Again, this is Solomon speaking as Solomon. It talks about gluttony. It talks about greed. It talks about not being presumptuous over other people's lives. Like in um, uh, uh, Proverbs chapter 22, verses five to six, thorns and snares are in the way of the, of the crooked. Whoever guards his soul will keep far from them. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. And again, Solomon brings up, you know, the wealth and stuff, which again, I didn't even realize up until sitting on this couch, y'all, this is how, um, this is how the Holy Spirit works. It catches you off guard sometimes. Uh, because here we have Solomon saying in chapter 23, verses four to five, do not toil to acquire wealth. Be discerning enough to desist. When your eyes light on it, it is gone, for suddenly it sprouts wings, flying like an eagle towards heaven. Kind of like, don't run towards money. Don't run towards that. Have that be the result of whatever you're aiming to do. Don't have that be the goal. Find something else be the goal, something much more rich, you know, because once you get to the money, you'll find out the money is either gone or was never there, you know? Do I sound do I sound like a Or it's not what's going to make you happy. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's essentially a, a, a that's what that's what we're, you know, that's what the book of Proverbs is. I know we're all like cooking here. We're talking. I'm looking at different camera angles. You know what I'm saying? We're we're cooking here. <laughs> it's good. It's all this. I know Clara, here Clara. Here Clara. <laughs> Switch the camera here Clara. <laughs> like essentially we know that the book is uh, Proverbs general Rules for life. You know, Jordan B. Peterson, 12 Rules for Life, which was a great book. People hate that man. High tangy, not high tangy. Listen, listen, listen. We live in a society where no one can have an idea. If you've said something in the past that they that you hate about them, it completely cancels anything else they say in the future. I don't ride like that. Two things can be true. Something you said in the past I don't agree with, And you wrote a book that I really love and it saved me from myself and changed my life in great ways. You know what I'm saying? And also, let's not forget, people grow with, with time. You probably said something when you were 22 that you would not agree to today because you have matured and you're like, you have a different approach to it. Yeah. But, But even if they don't mature, I'm not that attached to that person. Why do I hold so much... Oh, yeah. Wait, you know what I mean? Like, even if the person didn't mature and still holds those same mm. those same views, I don't. I'm not identified by my ideas. Mm -hmm. My I I'm identified by Christ, so I can remove it. Like, oh, I don't agree with what he said there, but I really agreed with this. People have a lot of time though to waste on. Like I said, run, go out for a run, smell the grass, roll in it, hug a baby. Ah! Do you want to borrow my cat? 1-800-Borrow-My-Cat-Melancholy. I will ship her off to you, okay? Her name is Melancholy, but she is the you happiest cat. You ship her off? 1-800-Right here. 1-800-Melancholy ship. Right here. Yeah. I will send you my cat to make you happy. Right, you guys, right. come on. Let's be identified by other things. Let's not be identified by activists. Oh, ooh, God, let me not. I'm about to get canceled before I even got... Uncanceled. <laughs> I'm gonna be canceled before I make it. Um, moving right along, uh, the the book of Proverbs also talks about self control. Self control being everything. When we don't have self control, it means we are telling God that we don't trust Him. All right. Proverbs chapter twenty five, verse sixteen to seventeen. If you have found honey, eat only enough for you, lest you have your fill of it and vomit it. Trigger warning. Let your foot be seldom in the neighbor's house, lest he have his fill of you and hate you. Elodil, that's funny. That's saying, like, don't overstep your welcome. Don't overstay your welcome, rather. It even talks to you about etiquette protocolo. Like, it talks to you about etiquette and protocol. Like, I mean, hello, the Bible is ahead of its time. Like, and if you have found honey, only eat enough for you. Don't be gluttonous. Don't be, you know, I mean, what? Yeah. What, Clara? <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. No, I was going to say that etiqueta de protocolo, like etiqueta de protocolo is based off not making the other uh, uncomfortable or, or, or not uh, 
don't yeah. Know. Yeah. So it's technically that was first and then etiquette and protocol was built based on that. Exactly. And it also says it in the text, Clara. Very good. Let your foot be seldom in the neighbor's house lest he have his fill of you and hate you, which biblically they don't, hate is not the same as hate is what we're saying here is if the person is, would like to not have you in his home anymore, know when to leave, know how to communicate with people, know, know how to read cues. I'm sure that also helps with non-consensual sex and stuff. Know how to read cues. Yep. You know, I, I've ne- that's just something that I pulled out that that's my interpretation. Okay. You interpret it however way you want. I am just a, your friend online. I'm wrong all the time. I'm not a biblical scholar. I'm just a regular girl, okay, who is currently bleeding. Okay, let's continue. Oh, I love this part. I love this part. Okay, so now uh, Solomon, what we think could be Solomon, it couldn't be Solomon, we don't know, or Solomon could be using a fake name. Um, He uses the name uh, Agur, and he, like, essentially starts off his part of Proverbs by saying, look, I'm a dumb man. Listen, the wisdom that I have doesn't even compare to the wisdom that our Lord has. He essentially says, listen, let's let's take the little nuggets that we're finding here in books of Proverbs. Let's take those uh, pieces of information and try the best we can. Either way, it'll never compare to what our father, what our father can provide us with, right? Let's dive into some scripture for some more context. Uh, Agur says in chapter 30, verses 1 to 6, The words of Agur, son of Jake, hope I'm saying that right. The oracle, the man declares, I am weary, O God. I am weary, O God, and worn out. Surely I am too stupid to be a man. I have not the understanding of a man. I have not learned wisdom, nor have I knowledge of the Holy One. Who has ascended to heaven and come down? Who has gathered the wind in his fists? Who has wrapped up the waters in a garment? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name and what is his son's name? Surely you know. Oh, you guys, for my Christian babes, you guys know what is his name and what is his son's name? Jesus. But uh, essentially what, what Agur is saying there is like, What do we know? We haven't seen it all. What if we trust someone that has seen it all, has already seen it all, right? Every word of God, oh, verse five, uh, every word of God proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you and you be found a liar. Again, we're kind of discussing how important it is uh, to have discernment when people are are um, discussing things as deep as as God or even expelling wisdom speech, wisdom literature even, you know? Do not add to his words. Don't add to God's words. He's already given us what to say, you know? And I guess we it's a good point to transition into the last chapter of the book of Proverbs. And honestly, guys, I could have kept going, but I didn't want to bore you. Um, But chapter 31, we've now uh, entered the part of the story where Solomon, and I'm pretty sure it's Solomon, though we we don't know it is, because it actually says uh, the pen name, whoever wrote this part of Proverbs, he says um, it was King Lemuel, which I, you guys, I can't confirm this, but it, this has to be a, a, a pen name for Solomon because the story told in chapter 31 is of a mother uh, giving instruction to her son. What do we know about Solomon and his mom, Bathsheba? They was tight, okay? Their relationship was close, right? We see in Proverbs 31, uh, verses 2 to 3, Uh, the mother says, what are you doing, my son? What are you doing, son of my womb? What are you doing, son of my vows? Do not give your strength to women, your ways to those who destroy kings. Come on. You know that came from Bathsheba's mouth because she knows that her son was a playa playa 
Okay, she's saying, do not give your strength to women, son. Your ways to those who destroy kings. Okay? And it's confirmed. All right? This is Solomon's mama. And uh, I think it's kind of dope to have the perspective of wisdom and knowledge given from a mom because moms are so wise, right? And lastly, chapter 31 of Proverbs uh, reveals the mother's wishes for her son's future wife, future life partner. And Everyone knows, it's like an expression, you know, Christian women want to be a Proverbs 31 woman. Oh, are you a Proverbs 31 woman? Like, oh, I joined this Christian app and there were so many, like, not that I was on the girl thing, but they were saying like examples of what to put on your bio. And it was like, oh, Proverbs 31. I'm like, oh, wow. That's a bit on the nose, guys. But anyways, first of all, I'm not a Proverbs 31 woman. And I don't know if anyone can be, because like we said, this is not law. This is not commandments. This is not, God doesn't say that we have to be this way. This is a wisdom book, okay? Take a little bit of here, take a little bit here. And if it was written by Solomon, we know that that long list of things probably came from his woman, his side woman, his woman, side woman, side woman. So like, please, I don't want to hear it, Solomon. You had too many women to pick from. <laughs> to, you had to a thousand examples. You had a thousand <laughs> examples. We can't possibly be all these things, okay? And if you go down the list, it's so much. But uh, my my uh, favorite part of Proverbs 31 um, was Proverbs 31, verses 25 to 31. And it reads, Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her husband and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. And that is how the book of Proverbs concludes. Now moral of the story. Moral of the story is, we speak to God in goo goo ga ga baby gibberish. He's our father, though. So he knows when we're crying because we're hungry or tired. You see, the sustenance that God speaks into us can only be found in knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. Knowledge being having the facts, understanding being knowing what the facts mean, and wisdom, meaning knowing how to apply that profound information into our lives and be able to effectively share it with others. The pursuit of knowledge is what this is all about. And the only way to pursue it is by inching our way closer to him. My all-time favorite verse from Proverbs, the one I whisper under my breath the most often is Proverbs uh, chapter three, verse five. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. That verse cuts like a knife. It reminds me that I not only can't do this on my own, but I shouldn't. We shouldn't. Neither our hearts nor our minds should be guiding us. That's God's job. And God is available to us 24-7, babes. He wants to help us. When God sees us stressed and confused, he wants us to put that in his hands. He wants us to lean on him. Our father has sacrificed way too much and seen us fumble the bag too many times, okay? Look, God is just waiting for your call. Or are we not hearing his? Ooh. Hey, Father. How'd I do? Oh, I know it was a tough time. You know, it's that time of the month. By the way, he loves you. Yeah, do you know if the Holy Spirit supplies my doll? Because I'm in so much pain right now. It hurts. It hurts even sitting up, Father. Why did you do this to us? Was it Eve? 
oh, that 